it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're now on Patreon. That's right, you can support us and get benefits at patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. We have three tiers, $4.99, $6.99, and $9.99. The first tier gives you all the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling podcasts and post shows and the PW Torch Daily Casts with the ads and plugs removed. That membership tier also includes the VIP after shows that on occasion we put on extended versions for VIP members at the end of the Wade Keller shows and daily casts. And it's compatible with the Apple Podcast app and any other third-party podcast app out there, or you can stream the shows directly from your Patreon app or the Patreon website. Or you can upgrade to Tier 2 for two extra dollars a month and add the Wade Keller hotline to the mix, a daily podcast just for VIP members who support us. Or you can upgrade to Tier 3 and get all the Wade Keller podcasts and post shows and daily casts with the ads and plugs removed and the VIP after shows and the Wade Keller hotlines, plus all the other VIP exclusive podcasts and a PDF and all text version of the weekly Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter and a 20 years ago Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter every week. Full details on how to support us and get so much in return with three different tiered options at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. You can still support us directly on our website and get the full VIP benefits for $9.99 a month by going to pwtorch.com slash govip. That has not changed. This is just an additional option for those of you who are familiar with and like supporting creators on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Well, aloha, folks, and welcome to PWT Talks NXT. Um, didn't we just do this? Uh, we, we did. Uh, I am Kelly Wells. You can find me all over social media at Spooky Milk or SpookyMilk.Games. We are going to talk NXT for August the 24th and uh, of 2021. So this is our first show out of a takeover. One of you guys needs to uh, to mute. <laughs> um, My bad. First show My bad. out of takeover. Yep, yeah, shocking. Um, first show out of takeover, and we are uh, we were we were wondering if this was a new direction. Uh, how much of a new direction this would be? Obviously. Spoilers would have been semi-easy to find, but I did not seek them out, um, so I just uh, watched this show as it was, and I dare say it was just kind of... Obviously, it couldn't all happen at once. There are ongoing storylines, but this felt very much like the show we know, with a long uh, match at the beginning, another at the end, one more in the middle, um, some enhancement stuff, and it just seemed like there was a little bit better pacing throughout maybe I, I can't find much to complain with or even much to comment on in terms of new direction let's talk main event that is hit row versus legato del fantasma six man matches uh often main event WWE shows, but this one, I dare say, did deserve it because uh, this is an ongoing feud. 13 minutes and 56 seconds. Legato wins after Electra Lopez makes her, uh, in this character, debut. Um, uses uh, some long stick against Brianna Brandy. Uh, uses it to distract Swerve for kind of a, I don't know, a weak roll up by uh, Escobar that shouldn't finish a match, but did because it was at a critical moment. So Legato goes over, but more importantly, they have added a woman and now are equal with Hit Row in terms of uh, personage. So there you go. We've got, I assume, a feud that will continue in whatever way that will go. And I can't help myself but wonder... If this is something they'd be willing to do for war games, and if they did, how would they handle it? Tom Staub, who are you? And let's talk main event. At Tom Staub on Twitter, and my, my, I had not thought about that, what place on the calendar it is, because that does seem possible. But yeah, uh, the machine that is WWE is very capable of doing a literal overnight turnaround, in this case, from Sunday night takeover to Monday night tapings, uh, if they wanted to do any uh, visual or, or style, I guess, stylistic or, or writing changes would have been done uh, ahead of time and, and prepared for, you know, you, you get what I mean. It's it's they're they're capable of it, but I would have been shocked if this was anything but more or less what we got. It's it's the kind of show that if there were no news at all about any of this and it was all going on behind the scenes, no one would be talking about anything because there is nothing remarkable to there's nothing to remark on. Um, and speaking of unremarkable, man, my eyes sure tend to glaze over during six man tags. I know I've said that a lot, but NXT has just perpetrated them so many times over the years. It's 
it's possibly necessary filler, especially when you have a two hour show, although this was this isn't a new development after they went to two hours. Um, there are just so many six man tags that just prolong the feud in NXT. And, and it's just like it's it is work to keep my eyes on the screen during them. But this one. Uh, ended with a what I felt was a good way to introduce a woman to the faction that did not have one. Uh, I, I I liked how that was handled. So um, as much as I can in this feud that doesn't really have a hero that already feels like it's gone on too long, um, I'm I'm interested in uh, what what will happen next now that. Electra is in there, and maybe we will finally get a Brianna Brandy match on TV. 55 to 60 minutes of wrestling on this show is pretty common. This uh, this one, we got 43.05, so it was a little bit lighter. That could be part of a bigger change. That could just be what happened this week. I guess we will find that out going forward, but, but that's what we got. We did start with a long non-wrestling segment, so that ate up some time. Nathaniel, who are you? And let's talk main event. I'm the guy that doesn't know how to use his mute button. Nate Lindbergh, and you can find me on Twitter at Nate Lindbergh. I do the NXT hits and misses, which, believe it or not, I've already got up on PWTorch.com for you guys to check out if you'd like to. Uh, main event. So, okay, I I enjoyed the main event, but I don't have a whole lot to really say about the main event. Um, it uh, Especially we kind of you know, going more uh, in depth from what you guys have already talked about, but um, yeah, I, I'm really into the feud. I like both of these teams. I'm, I'm, I haven't quite hit where Tom has yet with the feud where it's, he, you know, he says it's gone on a little bit too long. I'm still here for it, but I kind of, I can certainly understand where he's coming from because it has felt like it's gone on for a little while. Um, and I do kind of fear if it keeps going for, you know, a, a little, uh, you know, maybe another month or two that, you know, it, it, it could potentially become a little bit more stale for, for more people than, um, you know, just a few. So, uh, or at least from my understanding, anyway, just a few, but, um, uh, yeah, overall I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I did like the ad- addition of Electra Lopez. We have seen her as Electra Lopez once before. Uh, I think it was Frankie Monet's debut on TV, um, or at least yeah. second match. Okay. Um, but I, I knew we saw her before, but I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't remember exactly which match. Um, but I was, I really glad to see her, uh, or, or at least a, a woman in, involved now in Legado del Fantasma. I was kind of wondering if that might happen, uh, considering, you know, the you know, kind of four on three here right now. Um, so I think it's a great little addition to the, uh, to, to the team, um, to that particular stable. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to see where this goes, but I enjoy the match. I don't really have a whole heck of a lot more analysis on it right now. Cause I don't feel like there was a lot of, uh, development in this angle tonight. Um, it was just kind of more of, uh, you know, continuation on the build and, and, and things like that, but there really wasn't any major development other than obviously adding in, um, you know, f- potentially uh, assuming we're adding in, they did say Familia uh, talking about um, Electra Lopez. So that's obviously a talking point, but it's not a major, major talking point, uh, at least for me anyway. 
six-man feud continuations don't really lend much into uh, into further analysis. That is true. Do you want to email us? You can do that thing. PWTorch NXT at gmail.com. You can call us at 515-605-9345, and uh, we will go to the phone lines now to our good friend Darrell for a few thoughts. Darrell, if you're there, say hey. How y'all guys doing today? Doing pretty good. Uh, still emotionally crawling back from where I was a few weeks ago, but glad to be back doing this. Let's just do this every two nights for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. Well, this um, show right here seemed like they was doing this two nights in a row, and it's just something that they wanted to put together as a carry-on to when the next time they go live. Um, I want to um get with some more Joe Angle, um, and everybody. The challenges of the week, uh, of the weeks coming out, and I guess they're trying to see who more interesting, who will be more um uh, credible. Or I don't know. Um, it it seemed like a whole cluster, you know, having everybody come out like that. I guess they're leading up to go to Pete Dunne. I guess he's gonna stay. Um, because they built that faction back up. Everybody's back um, healthy. I guess Ridge Holland is going to be going against Timothy Thatcher um, and uh, Champa. And even though they had Kyle O'Reilly come out there, but it looks like everybody else gunned from him to take him out. So, yeah, I don't know about that angle. Uh, I would have loved them to set up something else. I know they just wanted to put that out there. But how did you guys feel about that angle? Uh, it was busy, and I guess in, you know, a couple of nights ago, we talked about who was next, and we came up with a lot of names, and they pretty much all showed up right in this segment. So um, we did indeed, I, I, I brought up Ellie Knight as kind of a dark horse, not thinking that maybe that would be right away, but indeed, they uh, got him into it right away. Um, who else? Let me see what I wrote down. Pete Dunn, Ellie Knight, Kyle O'Reilly, Ridge Holland, and Tommaso Ciampa were all in this segment. Holland and Champa may have only been there to defend their own guys, but it's hard to say for sure. It seems like it's more Dunn, Knight, O'Reilly that could be part of this, and they could do that as a four-way. They could just do that as a let's-see-who-rises-to-the-top kind of thing, but quite a bit going on. Um, I like this coming straight out of a pay-per-view and not knowing who's going to rise to the top yet. I actually like it. A lot, as long as you've got the time to do it. If you've got to take over in four weeks, then you've got to make hay. But if you've got a little bit of time, I am a big, big fan of uh, taking that time to see who rises to the top. Nate? Yeah, so I, uh, I, I'm i kind of right there with you guys with this. Like, you know, a lot of the names that uh, that ended up coming out in this segment, we already, uh, yeah, we did talk about, we kind of touched on uh, either the other day or, or last week. I don't know. We've done a few of these in the last, uh, last handful of days. I don't remember when we talked about it, but we talked about it. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really curious to see, you know, who, who's going to finally come out, um, you know, kind of come out victorious here um, or, or really kind of come out to, if it's going to be like a one-on-one -on -one match with Samoa Joe, or if it's going to be like, um, it, there's going to be multiple people in the feud. Um, 
that's kind of where I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. I prefer like a, a, a singles angle personally, um, obviously, uh, than a multi-man angle. And I've, I've talked about that before on the show as well, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll obviously see, you know, kind of how this, how this pans out. I do like how this particular angle weaved itself through the course of the night a, a few times between some backstage segments. Um, and then at the end of, uh, at the end of one of the matches and, and, uh, yeah, things like that, there was kind of just that nice little thread throughout the course of the night that this angle showed up through. Um, and I'm a big fan of stuff like that. Uh, you don't always get things like that throughout the course of, um, you know, a wrestling show, whether it be NXT, you know, a main roster WWE, AW, what have you, you don't always get one, one story kind of just progressing throughout the course of the show. I, I, I do. I appreciate that. And I enjoyed that here tonight with, with this, um, Ridge Holland, he, where I don't necessarily think he's going to be involved in the angle. Cause obviously Pete Dunn is, he is, he's kind of that, um, uh, the muscle that, that makes me think Pete Dunn, might be the challenger here. Um, I don't know. I still have to maybe think about this a little bit more, but, and, and obviously we'll talk about Timothy Thatcher and, and, and Holland when we get there, but Holland just looked so intimidating against Thatcher tonight. Um, it's just so much bigger and, and more imposing. And I felt like that, that was kind of this, his story throughout the course of the night as well. Um, and then that link with Pete Dunn kind of makes me think that, um, and, and especially where Pete Dunn was obviously the first one that come out against, uh, come out and, and kind of challenge Joe tonight. Um, makes me think that he might be the first one to challenge Ridge Holland is also in the background and he's also probably feuding with Kyle O'Reilly too. Um, you know, kind of at the same time. Uh, but also, you know, while he's playing the muscle for, uh, uh, for Dunn, uh, and you know, be the first challenger for Joe. I don't know. That's kind of what, what immediately came to mind. I got to think about that a little bit more, but, um, I'd be completely for something like that. Um, Dunn is, I feel like Dunn is a, like, he's such a credible challenger and I would not complain personally if they pulled the trigger and, and they put the belt on Dunn. Um, I don't even want to say put the belt on cause I feel like he has earned it, but I don't know if the, I don't know how the rest of the audience would feel about Dunn or, or take Dunn as a, as a champion. Um, I think that they might kind of see him more as like a, a transitional champion or something like that, whether he was or not, obviously would be, you know, dependent on the rain. But um, at this point, you know, uh, we'll kind of see how it all, how it all pans out. But I'm, uh, I'm a, certainly a proponent for uh, a Dunn Samoa Joe match with Ridge Holland kind of in the background lurking posing some sort of a threat to see if uh, Samoa Joe can overcome it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week, covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dunn is this guy who at one point seemed the most dominant person in the entire company with an unbeatable streak of days holding his championship. And now a few years later, he's done a lot of jobs to champions and his record was beat by like 300 days. Um, so they've kind of made him in comparison to what he used to be kind of an ordinary dude, even though he's a really good ordinary dude. Um, it's hard for me not to envision Kyle being next champion or the champion after next, but they certainly gave him a lot to do tonight. Uh, and I wanted, I, I was worried that they would not give him an up to do and out of his feud with, uh, Adam Cole, that time was going to be very critical, and they did get him involved with Ridge Holland, and they did get him involved with Duke Hudson. They brilliantly, this guy who people were starting to get mad at because he beat their guy, Adam Cole, um, this guy who the crowd was rejecting for that reason, they put him against two guys that the crowd naturally boos heavily, Duke and Ridge, so... Really, really good stuff there, uh, getting Kyle to where they want him, and um, and hopefully he'll still be able to get, Tom. 
So very quickly on the opening of Joe's promo, it's just we've heard so much hyperbole in wrestling over the years that when you hear him say he beat the most dominant champion in NXT history, it just immediately makes you recoil like, oh, one of those lines again. But thanks to Harley Padgett's stats, we know that is, in fact, true. Karrion Cross has the best men's singles re- uh, record in NXT history, beating even Big E Langston. Um, but yeah, on all of this, uh, so what I said about Pete Dunn, even though he's one of the absolute first names that comes to mind, one of the first names that comes to mind when thinking about who could challenge Joe, is that he's feuding with Champa. They're already every single thing that happens with Champa and Dunn and either of their uh, affiliates on screen is just another stepping stone toward Dunn versus Champa. And so ultimately, well, like in the middle of all of this, I was wondering why are they muddling that? Even though they've done this sort of thing before and they've been able to have personal feuds going on while the wrestlers are also contending for championships that don't relate to the personal feud, they've done that, I want to say, a couple times just over the past year. And it's worked out okay, like with Kyle going after Kushida or um, there was some other thing when they were uh, in still in full sail without a crowd. But um so so I still think this is leading toward I, I, being just another stepping stone toward Dunn versus Champa. So I'm so glad that the guy I was thinking might just go straight up to the main roster in L.A. Knight, the guy that, uh, you know, you, you, Kelly, said, oh, well, maybe he could uh, get in the spot. I'm so glad he is or hopefully not just was for this one night. But I because I really do feel that this is his spot right now in a bygone version of NXT, he would have been the only guy out there. And this would have been our program uh, heading at least to a big TV match, if not the next takeover match. Um, so, so I really think that Knight is positioned well here and he's totally a guy that you can beat as the first challenger uh, to Joe. Um, Kyle O'Reilly has for quite a while now. Um, I mean, when Finn was champ, when Cross was champ, now that Joe's champ, he's quite for quite a while now felt like he's gonna hold that belt soon. And and the further along we get, it just seems more and more like he's gotta be next up. So yes, there is the question of just how transitional or not Joe is going to be. But when Kyle came out, I was just like, man, we're just setting him up to lose again. So it was good, like you said, Kelly, to um to sideline him. Uh, yes, LA Knight is out there and, and Kyle's back to doing his like Peter Dune law Knight stuff. You know, it's still in the tone that he's adopted now, but that's part of what we liked about him before that, that, that silliness. Um, but, uh, but now he's being sidelined by Duke and you're absolutely right that Duke and LA Knight are two people that, either get genuine heat from the audience or they're people that the audience is just really willing to play along with and boo. Um, and that's gone back for a long time with, with Duke. I mean, he, he would get lots of heat just in dark matches before tapings. Um, so that's, you know, these very same people sitting in the crowd are, are still giving him that same heat. So that, that should be very good for Kyle. Um, and, and even better that he's, hopefully kept away from the title for at least a little while. So he, so it's not just like a, you know, too soon to pull the trigger situation, but yeah. So I, I'm, 
I'm coming out of this going like, oh man, here we are in another six man tag situation where it's going to be Joe and Champa and Thatcher versus uh, uh, Dunn and um, and Ridge and I guess was I thinking Lorcan at the time before Birch came back and I didn't even write Birch's name down. That's how unimportant his return seemed to me. I'm sorry, Danny. Um, but, uh, but then they announced that Thatcher is out indefinitely. So I guess it's just going to be like Joe and Champa versus Dunn and Ridge. On the upside, you did get, uh, Danny Birch's name. Correct. Yes. I, yes, I had to veer away from referencing that because I, I, I was very <laughs> conscious of the fact right. <laughs> that I got it right this time. Um, I'm going to go all in that LA Knight is the next challenger. And I'm going to say that because of the horror movie rule. In a horror movie, there is no time to waste, so you take out all the characters who have another purpose to be there, and whoever's left and you can't see the purpose for them being there, that's the person! And that's how I felt about L.A. Knight in this scene. He would be the odd man out, and the odd man out in this situation almost always seemed to be the one, because that's the only reason they're put there. I loved that in the recent loved that, you know, I, I enjoyed that in the recent Fear Street movies. Like every time a character had an important piece of information that only they had, as soon as they shared it with another character, it was like, oh, man, should have kept it to yourself because now and sure enough, here comes the hatchet to your neck. Yep. Oh, boy. I haven't seen those, but uh, but I would expect that regardless going in. OK, uh, Darrell, what else have you got for us? OK, um, another match that I like. Uh, was Carmelo Hayes versus Odyssey Jones. I like the match. It's something about Odyssey Jones um, that I like about him and 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 something good about him. Um, I want to see where he goes from this, but um, he'd probably be going up. But, hey, I want to see how he develops and becomes better. And I like Carmelo Hayes. And um, I like that they gave him the contract where he can get a title shot at any title. I don't know if he'll be going after some more Joe, but it seemed like they either holding him off for maybe a Kushida uh, run or uh, whoever wins between Riley and Kushida, or even maybe um, after this, Legato, Fantasma, and um, Hit Rofu is over with. He go after whoever comes out of that. And both situations could bring some interesting matchups. So what do you guys think, and who would you guys like to see him go out with? So unless I'm shown otherwise, I'm going to assume that his opening loss against Kushida was to set him up as having a reason to go back to the well and this time beat Kushida. Uh, that would be what makes sense to me. Like I, I think a lot of people would find it flat if he went after the Cruiserweight Championship, but they've got a built-in reason for Hayes to go after it. I'm going to roll this in as well with the the two sit-down interviews that Arash Markazi did with Carmelo Hayes and Odyssey, jo- uh, Odyssey Jones. These were dynamite. These were really, really good. Um, they made both guys come off as r- interesting and charming and fun. And Hayes, who has sometimes gone over the edge in his regular promos and uh, almost heelish with his cockiness, it came off as genuine, engaging confidence in this setting. And, man, if they could just do these sit-downs with Arash Markazi 
every week. Uh, we would love everyone um, pretty much equally. So I, I thought that was really, really a nice touch going into this. This went 1031. There was a commercial and there was no split screen and it wasn't live. So it probably wasn't 1031, but we, it was 1031 if you count the commercial with it. Uh, really good big versus little stuff. I found it odd that Jones lost. Um, he was the most boring, predictable winner. But on the other hand, he's a monster. So if you're going to book him as a monster, then just have him do the monster thing. And then you've got Hayes, who is naturally going to be the kind of guy who is a Sami Zayn type underdog babyface. Uh, I, I would think will probably be a lot of what he does. Um, but on the other hand, Hayes is very ready, I think, for a spot. I've come around. I didn't like him in his first outing, and I've really, really come to dig him now. Um, and also, as you say, Darrell, if Jones is not long for here because they're just going to, like, basically train him on the fly as he's on the main roster uh, figured in somewhere, then there's no point in having him go over in NXT. I'm not convinced that part will happen yet, but uh, but if it does, that could be another piece of evidence. Tom? Had the same thought about that result for Jones, uh, but regarding the videos, uh, this is exactly what I said Hayes was missing last time we talked about him. I, I like him in the ring and he's just missing personality, even though he's given it to us in the past. Like when, you know, like with the Kushida semi open challenge situation. Uh, so I'm so glad that they got him in this situation again. And Jones wasn't as good, but it was a good, uh, it, it was ultimately good. And one thing that I honed in on was that they didn't come right out and say like stage name or anything, but when they were talking about his name, Odyssey and the meaning of it, it seemed like they were just talking around, okay, this isn't your real name. And that is something that when I first hear it, I almost want to bring it up as like, Oh, shouldn't do that. But to be completely honest, I like the idea. I'm not saying that everybody should just go around and say, like, this isn't my real name in wrestling, but I kind of like the idea that there's at least some acknowledgement of that. And this is just I don't even really know how to explain it, but this is just like having kids who keep an eye on the product when I have it on. And they like I'm pretty sure that they've basically figured out what it is. Um, I've never come right out and, and said, um, but I'm pretty sure they have a, a good idea of what's going on. Um, but there's still that that part of believing and you don't know what's real and what's not. And it's just again, I'm not really sure how to explain it, but there's there's just an element of talking with them about it where acknowledging the fact that most wrestlers use stage names makes the conversation easier. Um, like I can cover a lot of ground that I don't want to cover specifically by saying that. So that's maybe a weird thing to pick up on here, but I noticed that that they basically acknowledged it without acknowledging it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, I, I kind of kind of like that. But um, so before they showed us any brackets, and admittedly before I saw Briggs in an NXT ring, and he seems to be in a relatively dubious state, uh, compared to where I last saw him in Evolve, um, I had picked Briggs going over Mello in the finals here. Um, and after Mello went over Briggs, I thought, okay, 
now they've shown us the brackets. This guy's got to be a giant killer to the end and, and win it in the end. So I will take this. But beyond simply being half right in a prediction, I am actually pleased with the result. I think that it's not just what I thought they would do, but I think it's the right thing, the right choice to make uh, based on talent level and potential. And yes, Kelly, what you said about uh, Jones's very uh, impending potential to be a, a figure on the main roster, uh, regardless of where his progress is. And again, I will say that I've been very impressed with him. Um, and the other element of this is just the timing of it, which, you know, I don't think they were thinking about when they booked this tournament, but um, just the idea that Odyssey Jones winning here could have risked um, making him into like the emblem of Nick Khan's changes to NXT for the Doom Friars. Just like seeing Odyssey Jones win this, uh, especially over someone like Carmelo Hayes, and then just going like, oh, we're just turning the page to a bunch of green giants. Oh, this is going to be ho terrible. I hate Vince McMahon so much. And, you know, I just, uh, they, they've avoided that uh, for Jones, which, which might have, uh, been maybe a bit of a scarlet letter for him. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling? Then join the New Japan Pride podcast starring Bethany Rubel and Javier Machado. With an eye for the action. And an eye for the story. We'll keep you abreast of all New Japan shows both in Japan. And also covering their American expansion with New Japan Strong. And I'll watch all the Yano matches so Bethany doesn't have to. And I'll watch all of the Ibushi matches. Wait a minute. I didn't script that. <laughs> Listen to our weekly podcast exclusively with the PW Torch VIP membership. Become a member at pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nate. So first off, I, uh, so I wasn't really sure going into this, who was going to win. And, and, you know, you guys kind of said it as well. You could make it, you could have made a case really for, for either one of them to win. Um, I kind of had my money on Odyssey Jones. Well, okay, and I and I even wrote this in the hits and misses. I was hoping it was Odyssey Jones, but I had a feeling it was probably going to be Carmelo Hayes. Hayes, and I've and I've said this since the beginning. I think this. I, I think I even said this during his de- debut match before um, before the breakout tournament. Even um, he has. He just to me feels like that. Um, that WWE molded character, uh, molded superstar, if you will. Um, and I just had a feeling that they were going to wind up pushing him to be uh, someone here. Now, at first, I didn't think he was going to win the tournament. I was actually with Tom. I thought Josh Briggs was probably going to at least be a bit more of a player in this tournament. Um, you know, simply because of his his uh, you know, everything that he did in Evolve, Evolve Champion, and whatnot, I had a feeling that might be the case as well. But uh, obviously, that that wasn't uh, that wasn't. Um, so, but as as the tournament went on, I, I started to dig Carmelo Hayes a little bit more. Um, you know, he he lost me for a little bit. Um, I think it was his first or second match in the, in the breakout tournament. He lost me a little bit, um, and I felt like he he kind of just needed to pick it up a little. Uh, he was really just missing some uh, connection with the audience. He just kind of felt like he was. I felt like his work was great, but there was just really not a, a connection with the audience. And and you know, Tom brought up exactly that. Did you know the backstage interviews with um you know with with Hayes and obviously the one they did tonight with with him and uh, him and then and separately with Jones. Um, that is, I think, exactly what both of these guys really needed. Hayes, Hayes in particular, um, it, it really kind of helped cement uh, kind of why you're why you would be rooting for either one of these uh, these two guys to, to win this tournament. And I felt like they did a pretty good job um, kind of getting the audience behind both of the guys. You know, there, there were tournaments, uh, tournaments, there were um, uh chance throughout the the uh match tonight where it was you know let's go mellow odyssey let's go mellow odyssey and they were both sides were pretty much the same you know i didn't i didn't feel like one was louder than the other uh or at least not by much if if there was um so i think they did a pretty good job building both of these guys up i do feel like this was obvious i do feel like this was the the obvious and incorrect decision as well uh to put uh, to give uh, Hayes the 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 win here, um, simply because of his tenure. I mean, he he's been. I did a little bit of research on him tonight. I actually I knew he was from Boston. I didn't realize he uh, he started wrestling in, in my area. Um, but uh, he's been wrestling for like twelve years, f- twelve fifteen years at this point. Um, so he's got a lot of of tenure and and time under his belt. Whereas you know Odyssey Jones, he's not 
bad, but he's still green. He's still new. Um, he's still you know, getting his, his, his feet wet here and, and, and learning this craft. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and coming second in the breakout tournament, there's really nothing to scoff at either, right? If you if you look at it from a non, you know, from a kayfabe perspective, nothing really to scoff at either. Um, but I feel like that was the right decision. Uh, I hope they don't pull Odyssey Jones up to the main roster too soon. Um, I feel like he is clearly Vince like molded as well. Um, especially in the, like this newer mandate of, of bringing up, you know, younger and and bigger guys. Um, I feel like he's kind of, you know, more like what Vince sees, you know, big, big sweaty men. Um, but I'm hoping they don't bring him up too soon. I, I, I really would rather see him back, you know, down in develop or down in developmental, assuming that that is what this is going to, you know, NXT is going to kind of become once again, developmental and get those skills that he's, he's lacking right now. I mean, he's got the charisma, he's got charisma coming out of his ears. Like, you know, he's, he's fantastic in that regard. Um, yeah, but yeah, his works, his, his in-ring work needs a little bit of, of, of work. And, and uh, I feel like for how, uh, how new he is to the business, uh, you know, it's, he's, he's doing pretty, uh, pretty okay. In my opinion, anyway. The one move I will call out was when uh, Odyssey Jones did a hip toss. And what I wrote in the recap was, this hip toss was so large, it feels like it should have another name. Like, it just doesn't look like it can be a simple hip toss that you see on every show, uh, every wrestling show that you ever watch. Crazy stuff. All right, Darrell, go ahead and hit me with one. Okay. Now, um, I'm going to put... Two and one, um, the Kaylee Ray uh, match, you know, uh, nice introduction, squash match, like what they, like what they did, like um, you don't have to push her right away, and I like that they kind of veered Raquel off against Frankie Monet. I want to see where this leads up and giving her a new row of challengers who after the title. So you can't tell who can get what or, or, or how it can go. Where do you guys see them swinging, uh, swinging this to? Would you like to see both get a um, shot um, at a chance? Or who would you like to see them get one first? Frankie Monet is another one who I could see not being on this brand for very long. Um I, I don't feel like she needs to do a lot of honing in terms of her character. Uh, I think it's pretty much where she needs it to be. Um, and I don't know how much help it's doing her to be uh, tied up in the storyline she's in. So I could see her moving on relatively quickly after, I don't know, maybe a job to Raquel um, I guess we will also roll this in with Kaylee Ray versus Valentina Ferros. Uh, this went 250. Kaylee Ray goes over with the gory bomb. I never get sick of that move ever, ever, ever. Um, Valentina Ferros, very festive entrance gear. Um, I laughed. I, I, it was it was a lot. It was it was high concept entrance gear for Valentina. Um, I will say. She seemed more polished uh, that the first couple of times we saw her, I thought, well, there's a long way to go here. But it seems like she's kind of getting there, even though she's mostly in there just taking bumps. And Kaylee Ray did essentially just 
dominate this match. Um, they could sideline Kaylee Ray a little bit. Uh, it's not going to be for me now. It's obvious who the next champion is now that she's here. And now that it sounds like she's sticking around for a while and that has been reported. So I would think that if there is a Frankie Monet thing, it's just kind of a stop along the way before Kaylee Ray. But, uh, Tom, what do you think? I agree. This is more about Frankie than, or maybe even more about Mandy Rose uh, than it is about Raquel. And whether it's more about Frankie or Mandy has if if Mandy is even still tied up in that, maybe it has more to do with Jesse Kamea. But uh, all, all of that does indeed have to do with how soon Frankie is going to be on the main roster. Um, the she we've seen her for years standing on her own, so she does not need to be with her shoot husband. But he's not associated with the Miz anymore. So there's an opening um, just saying. But, yeah, this um, she is in a much more exaggerated way than Peter Dunn. Uh, Peter Dunn. Thanks, Kyle O'Reilly. I've got, uh, (laughs) you know, Peter. Um, Samoa Joseph. That that, that Spider-Man trailer came out today like, oh, okay, Steven. Well, I guess I'll allow it. Um, So uh, where, yes, so it's much more exaggerated than with Pete Dunn, but Frankie Monet, due to her association with the Robert Stone brand, is nowhere near near where she needs to be to be a believable title title contender. So this is probably just going to be putting her in a big spot so it can better validate whatever implosion happens immediately afterward because we've been heading that way anyway. So this will be the spot where – the current form of the Robert Stone brand implodes and uh, somebody else gets to take it over or maybe they just, uh, you know, mercifully don't subject us to it anymore. Um, And yeah, uh, just because Greg Parks tweeted about it while you were teeing it up, uh, Darrell, um, Valentina Feroz, and I pause because it's still, easier for me to call her uh, Rita Reyes, but uh, we haven't seen much of her on TV, but she comes off on TV just like she comes off on her extremely smiley Instagram page. There's just something inherently likable about her. So yeah, you notice her and they gave her a little bit of that like second half of her entrance time this time, as opposed to being an already in the ring talent. So there's, there's something there. I feel like there's a, a natural relatable vulnerability about her and just something that is, that seems genuinely reverent. So you notice her and that's, and that's a good thing. Um, and you know what the big takeaway here though, is just that Kaylee Ray gets the star presentation and obviously her run in NXT UK tells us that she's earned that, but they didn't have to give her that. I mean, yes, I I was predicting that she would be next up for Raquel and she should be, you know, and everything that comes along with that, she should be a very formidable challenger and perhaps even the next women's NXT champion. Um, Because at this point, who else? Uh, But it's, it's just so nice to see someone like Kaylee Ray, who, has exhibited her very high talent level for as long as I've been aware of her, which is certainly not as long as, as some others have, but her rise in a WWE system has still been a surprise for someone who brings to the table what she does as far as look and what she does in the ring. So it's just so cool to see that as a continued thing. Like 
there's a major asterisk next to the fact that she is the longest reigning uh, NXT UK champion, uh, women's champion, and I believe now the most dominant woman who's been on the brand, according to Harley stats, although I'd have to double check myself. Major, major asterisk there because they counted all the pandemic days, of course, um, when when NXT UK wasn't running. But but yeah, it's just she she's presented like a major. This is just a very, very long way of saying like she's given a star entrance. She feels like a major star when she's out there. She feels like a major threat to the division and to the champion. And the presentation is just ace. And it's really cool to see someone like Kaylee Ray in that spot. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus wrestling fans if you're looking for a unique and entertaining way to get your wrestling podcast fixed check out ring rust radio Ring Rush Radio uses its trademark brand of banter to cover all professional wrestling you love, including WWE, NXT, New Japan, Lucha Underground, ROH, Impact Wrestling, and more. We also hold sit-down interviews with some of the biggest names in the history of the business, such as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, Trish Stratus, AJ Styles, and Roman Reigns. For those of you who want their wrestling with a perfect mix of serious analysis and comic relief, Find Ring Rust Radio dropping every Wednesday night on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. And her music is awesome. Um, I just really it like it. I really like it. And the hair care regimen. My wife is <laughs> my wife is very very obsessed with how awesome Kaylee Ray's hair is, and it is. Um, so there you go, Nathaniel. I don't know anything about hair, uh, so I can't help you there. But um, so I've got very similar thoughts to what you guys uh, have already have already kind of talked about. Uh, Kaylee Ray kind of seems like she's probably the next in line uh, for the for the title. Probably not the next challenger, but probably the next champion. Uh, at least the way things are set up. Uh, right now and the way things are being presented right now, that was my immediate thought. Uh, it was kind of my thought coming out of takeover as well. Um, but uh, Frankie Monet, I, I think she, she's definitely, I feel like she should definitely go against Raquel uh, before leaving NXT. Um, but I would really like to see her up on the main roster sooner rather than later. Not that I want to see her out of NXT, but, I feel like if she does go up to the main roster and whether or not she stands on her own or they, they do pair with, with Morrison, um, I feel like she's just going to do better there. And, and I, and it's weird because I don't say that often, but I, I don't know. 
she's such a great talent and she's kind of just toiling around with the Robert Stone brand and it's confusing. I just don't know. Not that the, not the storyline's confusing, I, I guess, but it's just confusing as to why that she's still in, in that spot. I feel like she should be doing something much more meaningful um, with her, with her time and her tenure here in, in WWE. Um, I mean, you know, hey, maybe uh, you know she she wanted to be down there to help out and and teach or uh, pass on her wisdom to the people. I, I have no idea, but um, you know, and and uh, but if that's uh, if that's the case, great. But I, you know, not that I've heard anything like that. Um, I uh, I would like to see her go up against Raquel, though. I think it would be a great uh, be a great you know just kind of big hoss match. Um, for, for both of them. And, and I feel like they could probably pull it off in a way that would, um, that would still make Frankie Monet look, uh, like still like a badass uh, before she went up to the main roster. Um, please don't do what they did with Karrion Cross. Just for the love of God, don't do that, please. It would look uh, better on her though. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'll go with that. Um, yeah, no, I don't even know. Well, wow, you you took Nate totally him. off the rails with that. No, well, I started. I just started thinking about. It. I'm like, I don't know if that that uh, that outfit, that attire, could look better on anybody. Like, it, it wasn't even where my mind went. My mind just went to, wow, that just Karen Cross's attire last night was awful. Um, but yeah, that that is what took me off the rails, quite frankly. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I, I don't really know what I have, what else I really have to add here from uh, what you guys have already talked about, what I've already covered. But um, I'm certainly glad to see Kaylee Ray in NXT. It feels like she is going to be sticking around for a while. Um, you know, obviously reported as well. So um, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what she uh, what she brings to the brand. I really want Karrion, this version of Carrying Cross to run into Farouk in the back in his yes. old gear, in his old gear, and. Uh, <laughs> To, That's of the, course, say damn. Literally, that was literally the first thing that went through my head when I saw that uh, when I saw that 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 helmet. I didn't watch Raw because I don't. But the first time I saw Farouk's gladiator gear, I lost it completely. It was just <sighs> too much. And and I was a massive fan of WCW Ron Simmons. That's when I started watching is when he became their first black champion. And it was a big, big deal. He beat Vader. Um, and that match was, I think, on TV. I saw it. And I was a big, big Simmons fan. So when he came in and that is the getup they put him in, I mean, there's always a precedent for uh, for that ridiculous thing they've done. And and it's and they don't learn from the thing. You know? Look it out, Steady. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make him a toy. That it, that made so much sense, Nate, when you sent that to us. That it's about. I mean, Carrying Cross is still semi relevant to our show, so we're not totally off the rails. Um, right. It, it it makes so much sense their their idea that it's got to be branding. It's got to be something looks that looks good on a toy and memorable on a toy. Um, just like man, I just don't even want to think about that as a fan. But I guess. Right. But I guess whatever. Darrell, go ahead. In a couple years, we'll be covering Enzo in a shark cage. Oh, my God. Darrell, how are you doing? One more. Yes, sir. Um, so my last one will be about Casey 
and Caden versus Gigi Dolan and um, Jason Jane. Well, those two, Gigi and Jace, they got built up for a few weeks, and you think they was going to try to do something with them as two up-and-comers and, you know, or something like that, people who looking to make their mark on the um, scene. But, again, you have the um, what they call them, the, the TikTok tag team or whatever, had them come out there and um, get the win and, uh, I guess, continue to build up that they won a title shot for the tag team titles. Um it was an okay match. Um, the more Casey gets in the ring, the more she starts to look more comfortable, with, especially with the moves that she be trying to pull off, um, her, you know, her ricochet moves. So um, I'm interested to see what you guys think about that and um, them building those other two up just to have them lose this week. Thank you, as always, Darrell. Okay, so... Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro defeat Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. They got out of the way early, the inevitable JC Jane Lacey Lane battle. Um, got that out of the way early. 404, Casey and Caden go over. Um, I wasn't here last week, but I thought JC Jane's vignette was the worst performed thing I've seen on wrestling in probably the last decade or so I, it was really really hard for me to watch i i was like she's not gonna make tv <laughs> she's not gonna stay on tv if they do this um but uh but here she is this match i thought was somewhat competent i've really liked gg in the ring i have not seen enough of jc to say anything either way caden and casey essentially call their shot for the tag team championship why not they're basically the only tag team that has continuously been promoted as a tag team and not just two stars uh so why aren't they in the mix so they kind of called their shot um and later on we did get wait we didn't get word about a future match here but they did call their shot after the match uh got all up in the faces of the announcers um to to push that we also later on in the night uh, Gigi and JC ran into Mandy Rose. Um, I had a horrible moment during the recap where this happened, and I could not remember the name of Mandy Rose. I simply just didn't have it kicking around up there, even though I've had to type it quite a few times. Um, so, yeah, like, like, like Tom, I don't know. If Mandy Rose has shifted away and is not going to be part of this faction with Frankie Monet because there's a different plan there, I guess that's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming that whatever they put together there was dead, and that's why Mandy was simply not even featured and is coming back here and is now going to be an oh-so-wonderful role model for J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan and their careers. So... That's what we got in the women's tag division, Nate. So I, uh, I really, I actually kind of dug this match. Um, I, I've, yeah, I'm getting behind Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. I agree with you, Kelly. JC Jane's uh, performance, uh, the video of last week was was pretty bad. Um, but I don't know. I, I kind of like their vibe together. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what happens here with, with Mandy Rose. I'm not super over the moon about seeing Mandy Rose in an XC, but 
hey, if she's here and we got to watch it, I'll, uh, you know, it, I guess at least try to be I'll try to be optimistic because that makes things a little bit more fun for me. Um, I, I'm, I'm, but I am. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here. I feel like this is the beginning of their story and their journey here tonight. Um, th- this was a, a good there's a great win for um, Casey Carter and uh, sorry, Kate. There's a lot of different names here that kind of sound similar. Casey Catanzaro and JC, not Lacey Lane, Caden Carter was a great. <laughs> this is confusing. I know God. this This feels like a troll job. By, uh, it NXT really does. But um, so Catanzaro and Carter, we'll just do it that way. This is a great win for them. Um, and I really liked how they got super animated afterwards, basically demanding title shots. Now, I really don't think that Vic Joseph, Wade Barrett or Beth Phoenix could grant them a title shot. So why they're demanding them from the announced team is beyond me. However, I'll at least say I um, I enjoyed that that spirit and like, hey, we won. We still haven't got a shot at the titles. We've been doing good lately that type of deal. Like I, I can get behind that. Um, so I, uh, and I'd, I'd like to see them go up against Zoe Stark and uh, Io Shirai. I think that would be, uh, that would probably be a fun, uh, fun match to watch. Um, but I feel like for Gigi Dolan and for JC Jane, this was kind of a, a start of a redemption story for them. They lost tonight. They kind of looked a little bit down in the dumps Mandy Rose walked over and we were talking about this last week where, you know, Dolan came out with the Rose um, during our entrance. I believe she did again tonight, um, kind of a bit of foreshadowing for Mandy Rose. And they've obviously had backstage interactions too before. Um, but I feel like this is kind of the beginning of that. And we might start seeing them um, get pushed a little bit. I, I, where I'm not like, a hundred percent sold on them yet. I think I, I can see what WWE is going for. And this might be a super stark comparison, but it was something that went through my head. So I'm going to say it, but I ended up getting early iconics days, like vibes from these two tonight. I don't know why, and I'm, I'm kind of talking before the, the Iconics found their stride, um, before they became the awesome comedic duo that they, be, they became, when Peyton Royce was almost still kind of doing that Poison Ivy thing, and Billy Kay was, I don't know, doing whatever the hell she was doing at the time. I don't even remember. And they kind of almost, you know, and, they, and they paired the, well, I don't know if they paired the two together, if they asked to be together, but because they were, you know, uh, friends or whatnot. But, um, but you know, the two of them just started wrestling together. And, I back then, like at, at, at first I was like, this is a weird pairing. I didn't like it and it started to grow on me. And that was, that's kind of in a way what's happening here with me. Um, not that I thought it was a weird pairing and I didn't like them, but they're starting to grow on me. And uh, I kind of got that, that same kind of vibe tonight that they're, they're trying to make this work as best as possible. And I feel like that was kind of what Billy Kay and Peyton Royce doing back in the day. Um, so that was just something that went through my head. I could be, completely off base or crazy, but, uh, I'm just saying, that's what I got. And I, I Gigi Dolan, I mean, she's, you know, the, the Priscilla Kelly, I feel like, um, you know, she's, uh, she's got a lot more tenure under her belt, obviously than, than JC Jane, who I, I'm pretty sure is relatively new to the business in the last two or three years. If, if, uh, memory serves when I was looking it up. Um, 
So I feel like, you know, probably the two of them partnered together too, probably end up hel- helping JC Jane out in the long run, kind of, you know, getting a little bit, uh, a little bit more knowledge from a tag partner. Apple Podcasts compatibility new with PW Torch VIP Podcasts in 2021. If you're an iPhone user and you want a simple way to access our full VIP podcast library as new podcasts come out every day, we have good news. New in 2021, single-click compatibility with Apple Podcasts native app on iPhone, CarPlay, your iMac, or your MacBook Pro laptop. Now, as soon as you sign up and become a VIP member, there's a single-click link in your sign-up email that will launch PW Torch's VIP podcast in Apple Podcasts. No username, no password to enter. It's as simple as it gets. Go VIP, find out more information on all the benefits that come with a VIP membership at pwtorch.com slash go VIP. And now we not only accept payments through PayPal, but also a direct credit card or debit card signup, and also through Patreon. Tom. Instead of the Pac-Man ghosts, we've got Casey, Lacey, JC, and Jeej. Um, <laughs> so, indeed, uh, as JC, Avery Taylor is making a lot of odd choices with how she plays her new character. But I'm just pleased to see, you know, the, the machine get behind some up and comers, you know, it's, it's, it feels like it's been rarer of late, much, much rarer of late. You know, you've got Chan Sha and to a lesser extent, diamond mine, a, a much, 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 much lesser extent, although a bit of a refresh tonight. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, just, just giving them video packages and giving them a couple of backstage segments and giving them a couple of signals matches and a couple tag matches. And I was actually worried that they were going to win this because of that. I don't think it's time yet for them to win that this because of who they're up against and because of where the storyline is at. Yes, they have heavily teased the Mandy Rose connection. They've shown them backstage talking to Mandy in their video packages, at least in, I'm not sure about the JC one, at least in um, the GG one, there were roses in the video. Um, So it's been more than teased, but I felt that they needed to lose here so they could do exactly what they ended up doing. Like I, I, I wrote in my notes, this is what needs to happen and they need to lose. And then Mandy needs to come in and say, Hey, I'm the one who can help you. And that is precisely what they did. So I absolutely agree with that because it's, it's what I wrote down that I thought should happen. Um, and uh, team Ninja, AKA team TikTok now, and they're doing TikTok dances down to the ring, which Sounds like something that I would say derisively, but having a daughter, I know how culturally significant that is. So I think that's the kind of thing that can be infectious if you see somebody, um, you know, it's 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 an instant way to feel like you're relating to somebody who's about to wrestle a match as a baby face. Um, so it was uh, great to see them. Uh, I, I always just have so much fun seeing them. They're they're legitimately for a long time now. They've been one of my very favorite things on the show and they they have been clicking so much and it's. Um, so much of what they're doing is natural now. Darrell is right that uh, Casey, and it's it's what I say about her all the time as well. Just like every single time in the ring, she's getting better and better and better. Um, so they're gonna lose the this tag title challenge, but I'm 
I'm very much like instantly. That's the match that I'm now looking forward to the most is two of the acts that I am enjoying most. Uh, the, the Zoe and EO tag team going up against team TikTok. Um, very, very optimistic about what they can get done there. So yes, highly agreeable all around here. Yeah, that will be a fun match. So there were two other matches on this show. Timothy Thatcher versus Ridge Holland. Holland, of course, goes over in 1035. Uh, and then, of course, Champa and Birch and Lorcan and Dunn all got involved here. The other one was Zion Quinn versus Boa. Uh, Zion Quinn, uh, a former Australian uh, rugby player. He's not a former Australian. He's currently yeah, Australian, kinda, but he's. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, interrupt you for just a moment. Uh, we do have one more caller looking to talk. Do we now? We do. Hey, we do. I didn't see that pop up. All right. I know. I. Uh, I didn't think so. Well, let's uh, let's go to that caller and forget I said anything. All right, Skype caller. Whoa. Hey, that happened again. All right, I shut it off. Okay. Okay. The windows of heaven. That, I don't yeah. know what that was, but... Um, that, that happened That happened a couple weeks ago when you weren't here, too. Somebody on Skype wanted to talk, and then just massive echo. I it, think was, I, it was Jefferson Airplane that time. This, this time it's Jefferson Starship. I'm tracking it. I was going to say, um, I thought I got a contact high from whatever just happened. That was crazy. Um, okay, so the I other... Wait till after the show. The other one was Zion Quinn versus Boa. Um, Zion Quinn gets the shock win over Boa in one minute and nine seconds. Boa is completely in control, so what does he do? He turns to Mei Ying to um, have her tell him to continue to be in control is a little stupid but whatever uh and then of course uh, zion hits him with a something i didn't even think of it because i was like well he's not going over but he did go over uh so there you go we've got him going over his name is daniel vido vidot i yep. is it vido yep okay i say vido but yeah yeah you you say yes me <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say you say i i almost said I, I wanted to say you say martin stone but i almost said <laughs> you say martin prince which would have been oh. even dumber um because i had the wrong name martin prince a simpsons Bananas. character folks um yes okay so those were our last two matches. Um, anything on those two before I get to the last couple of other pieces of business on the show, Tom? Ridge and Thatcher was an intrigue. I mean, I'm being generous. It's an it was an intriguing matchup, but just another stepping stone toward Champa versus Dunn. Uh, interesting. I will be interested to hear what exactly happened to Thatcher. Um, actually, I'll pause for a second. Was it obvious to you guys? Not to it, me, no. No, it absolutely was not. Okay. I like, this is so not a me thing to say, but it does run, run through my mind real quick. Like, does he just look at the writing on the wall and say like, ah, I'm going to get out now, but uh, never mind. I, I can see that this isn't going anywhere. Uh, Wow. Um, <laughs> and they just say like, oh, he's out indefinitely. But, um, uh, but it's yeah, like Nathan Bola. Jones getting one last flight to uh, Australia and then just um, ghosting the WWE. 
it took me a second to remember that was a real thing that happened. Yeah, oh my really gosh. happened. Yep. Yep. I actually um, didn't realize that's what happened to him. So uh, seeing Daniel Vito in there, Zion Quinn. This is one of those situations, and and there are going to be fewer of these coming up because it has been tougher and tougher for me to tougher to do. But especially without the coconut loop and everything, it's been tougher to stay on the pulse of the incoming uh, NXT classes, performance center classes, and what's going on. And they don't they they didn't do another PC combine and things like that. Um, so I I. This is one of the ones that I've still had my eye on, though. Like, where the hell is Daniel Vito? He showed some really good things on the Coconut Loop. He was working the crowd well. He tried a bunch of different gimmicks, as a lot of people tend to do uh, in, in that situation. There was at one, at one point he looked like he was if Jason Momoa played Maui in Moana and he was carrying around the hook and everything. Um but I mean, he's just you can see tonight he's such an incredibly handsome guy like you, you uh, and he's he's got a good body. And so we didn't get to see him work much. But it's one of those things where he instantly jumps off the screen and it's just like, what closet have you been keeping this guy in in your in your Orlando warehouse? What's what's going on here? Why is he only just now getting on TV? And I and was impressed. I, I was impressed that he showed some real fun to himself um, in the wake of this as he went up the ramp and then just pointed and was like, nope, nope, nope. I, I really <laughs> thought it came off in a real way rather than a stagey wrestling way. So even though this is a tiny bit of seeing Zion, I mean, it's going to take me a long time not to hate that name, Zion oh, Quinn. Yes. But, um, but I like what he's doing in there. Yes. And uh, thinking that this was going to be Boa enhancement, I was just telling myself, at least he's going to get steamed in the face like like uh, Drake Maverick did. And we were calling it the spray before, but I actually went back and looked at it and it was it was steam of some kind. So, you know, the whole dragon backstory, uh, a, a nice a nice twist on that uh, it was, you know, I'm certainly I'm far, 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 far from the expert on this. But when she did what I thought was spray, I was like, wait, isn't that a Japanese thing? And maybe that just sounds really ignorant to say. Maybe it has origins somewhere else. I don't know. But I've only ever associated it with Japanese wrestlers. So, again, seeing the steam, I was like, oh, neat. I actually I actually dig that quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, so I, I guess I don't know. Does that basically cover it i i you know after the after the timothy thatcher car comment i hardly want to turn myself into one of the doom criers and then go like wait a second are they now dismantling tian sha um but you know i don't i don't know what's going on with zaya she uh she has has worked some of those you know the 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 much rumored smackdown dark match tryouts just like dakota kai has but then in her in her interview tonight raquel even said if i know dakota this isn't over yet and i'm like wait what are you talking about this all evidence points to it being done and dakota's probably not going to be on the brand anymore but um Okay. Yeah. Um, don't tease so yeah, me like no. she's actually going to finally win this championship. That is a I my heart can't take another tease. <laughs> <sighs> Nate on those two matches. All right. So I I enjoyed uh, Holland and, and Thatcher. Um, it was uh, I, the match obviously was not for everybody. Um, you know, it, it you know a lot of uh, you know a lot of submission holds and and but it was a it was a brutal match. And it I, was I, mostly I actually, European uppercuts. 
<laughs> mostly. I mean, okay, um, but uh, regardless, I mean, I, I still uh, I still enjoyed what they what they had going on. Um, I uh, but yeah, you know, obviously it's it's kind of a way to build uh, to build a Pete Dunn and, and Thatcher. Um, you know, that, that was kind of uh, it's kind of just uh, kind of the feeling we kind of. Uh, they, you would get going into the match. Um, so I'd really have a whole heck of a lot to, to say about that. The, um, the other match with Boa, this was a little surprising to me um, that Boa lost here. I was not expecting it whatsoever, especially to a guy named Zion Quinn. Um, sounds like something that I would have made in like WrestleMania 2000 when I was like, you know, 13 or whatever. Um, I, yeah, just weird. Um, but I, I, well, I don't like the name. Like you guys said, I, I definitely dug what he did out there. Um, I'm just kind of wondering how this is going to help Boa. I mean, we haven't really seen a whole heck of a lot of Boa in the ring, uh, period, for that matter. I mean, he got injured. He was out for a while. He was like the better part of, what, two years at this point? We've seen him maybe in the ring three or four or five times. Um so just just a handful of times. So um, yeah, I don't know what this does to really help him. If if it's a dismantling of Tian Shah, then you know whatever. Uh, however, what I was kind of thinking is is this might be something where like Mei Ying punishes Boa next week. We get some sort of a vignette like we had when um you know it was almost like after Zia Lee and Boer were kidnapped or something. We have some sort of a vignette like that or backstage segment or or something um where you know she's punishing him for for losing and it kind of unleashes this next version of Boa or something, um, which is kind of the story that they were already telling, um, you know, months back with, with like the, you know, I, I use the word kidnapping. It really wasn't a kidnapping, but I guess it kind of was, you know what I'm talking about. But when, when, you know, we had those vignettes of, uh, of, of Zylee and Boa getting trained, um, I, I don't know if they're going to do, they could do certainly do something like that again um, and kind of build him up. But that's like the only thing that I can, make sense of like why why he would have lost here um yeah i'm certainly willing to give it um you know, give it another week before i i give it really any sort of judgment i did give it a miss tonight and hits and misses um simply because i i couldn't quite figure out what this uh, what this the purpose of this loss is here for him um you know, and, and maybe that's a good thing maybe it's a good thing i can't figure it out because they might surprise me with something good but uh you know, we'll see. We'll see how it uh, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, and what you hypothesized there, I believe I didn't say it myself, but I do believe that is the logical thing to expect here is some kind of punishment. But I I resolved the same thing that you did. That well, they already did that. If they wanted to break him down and make him a killer, yeah, they're at that phase where now he should be a killer. But then, as you were talking, I realized, oh yeah. This was a two-night taping for two-hour program, so we've probably got up through September 14th ready to go now. And if they lean back on that old mentality of how they how they tell stories during the tapings, this is the first episode that sets up something that's going to be either paid off or developed later. So, um, so yeah, maybe uh, this this could very well prove to be one of those cases where just giving it a shot and seeing where it goes will uh, will be the right way to view it as it is with most things but you know if you're a wrestling fan you're a fan of a good story and if you're looking for a good story look no further than stories of your and yours 
I'm Sean Ennis, and on every episode of Stories of Your and Yours, I narrate a classic or listener-submitted short story, adding music and sound effects to bring the story new flavor. I featured authors such as Edgar Allan Poe, Kurt Vonnegut, Ray Bradbury, Mark Twain, and many more. So don't wait any longer. Download Stories of Your, that's Y-O-R-E, and Yours, that's Y-O-U-R-S, today. And if you want to hear clips and get more information, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SYY Podcast. That's Stories of Your and Yours, available wherever you get your podcasts. few other pieces of business on the show. Cameron Grimes and the Million Dollar Man make it rain with uh, with dollar bills that have Cameron Grimes on them. And then later on, they have a little segment as DiBiase leaves where he takes back. He, he accepts his Million Dollar Belt and then gives Grimes a, uh, a cheap replica. Now, the only thing I want to say about both these segments is we understand from context that Grimes has a heart. Don't beat us over the head with it because we still want to like the version of Grimes that we fell in love with. Save the date, folks. September 14th, Index is getting married. Um, they saw that wrestling on TV, uh, uh, marriages on wrestling shows Always go well, and so they put it on Tuesday on the show they're on. We'll we'll be able to see this in like uh, three weeks' time, folks. So uh, so we got that to look forward to. Um, the Gargano and Knight they both stormed in on William Regal. This was the point of the show that my daughter stormed in on me with a bunch of questions and I don't know what happened in this segment. One of you is going to enlighten me. Then we had Malcolm Bivens with Diamond Mine in the background. Diamond Mine, of course, a one-man faction, but we did get uh, there are two champion wrestling brothers behind them. I did not catch their names uh, at least well enough to write down. I don't know if we were supposed to believe that they are on their way into this or not. Bivens was wonderful here. He always is, but every time Diamond Mine has a segment, it just makes me angry that Tyler Rust is not here. Tom? Okay, so, uh, yeah, the Grimes celebration fell pretty flat, which is funny to say about a segment, like the segment in this whole Ted DiBiase extended cameo that had probably his best deliveries because he's been flubbing a lot of deliveries this whole time. Like, it seems like Teddy's lost a step here. Um, but, uh, you know, they saved it because the, um, the, the limo segment, the switcheroo totally fooled me. Talk, speaking of Teddy lost a step, I thought that he flubbed another delivery when he was so ready to just take back the belt. When, after he had made this gigantic declaration as to why he came to NXT to find the the heir to the million dollar championship and Grimes just says I think I'm going to give it back to you and he's just like oh okay and I was like that's it and then he gives him the replica and goes off laughing and the best part of it the coda at the end I mean this is the the blow off to this um I honestly felt was lacking which was shocking uh, after a uh, a story that should have failed but was buoyed by great talent selling it on both sides and but you know there was a really good 
all told a really good beginning, middle, and end to this, even if the blow-off could have been better. But the coda at the end, with the the new tone to the delivery of that damn DiBiase, where instead of that damn DiBiase, he, oh, that damn DiBiase, like that, you know, there was an arc here. And, um, I mean, you know, I just I just hope Cameron Grimes isn't too scruffy-faced for, for a certain billionaire, because uh, he's got it. Um I mean, I did not look at those taping spoilers either, but uh, I'm pretty sure that the wedding has either already taken place in front of an audience or is going to be filmed to be a a like dinner with the Garganos type segment on September 14th, which I believe on the calendar is the last day of um, of what this taping schedule would cover. So then we would be looking at the next show after that one, the 21st, I suppose to, to be where we start to see, uh, you know, Nick Khan's face painted on the walls. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, I liked that. I liked that Indy Hartwell was, uh, running down a list of the highlights of their, their celebration of her, of, of him saying yes. And one of her highlights was that she got to eat chicken fingers. Um, in the later Regal and Gargano segment, Regal was or Gargano was begging Regal not to put the the wedding on television. And Regal uh, Regal gets away with a lot, but he, he so he makes it work. But he says, well, their relationship began here on NXT, so they should be able to get married here on NXT. And I'm like, none of that. That doesn't make sense <laughs> at all. But OK. And. Uh, and Regal says to Johnny that it'll be cuckoo bananas. And Johnny is just like, what? You don't get to say what? It'll be bananas. And then Regal says it's bananas. And so that's why I said that earlier. And um, they go back and forth a little bit before L.A. Night storms in. And uh, and he says, did you see what Joe did with his giant bowling ball head? And I then started writing down to remember that uh, L.A. Knight said that Joe has a big bowling ball head. So I didn't catch anything else that happened. But um, but Joe has a big bowling ball head. And what? Malcolm Bivens. Yes. Um, I mean, what we saw tonight looks like what was the most logical prediction for what diamond mine was going to be before it was revealed where they've got their own training area. Um, and, and Bivens is talking to the camera while they train in the background and the Casper brothers who have been renamed the Creed brothers. Um, first off who in who behind NXT likes the Creed movies too much. They're good, but I'm still not over how bad the name Apollo Cruz is. So now we have the Creed brothers and that aside though, optimistic because these are amateur wrestlers that triple H is really excited about. So, so let's see what they do in the, the faction that, um, that is designed to buoy people like that. Nate. So I got to admit, the whole Diamond Mine segment, I completely somehow missed. I don't know how, but uh, I I did. So I can't really comment on that, but uh, I, I'm going to go back and watch it at some point because uh, it sounds uh, sounds intriguing, and, and I'd, I'd like to see what Malcolm Bivens had to say. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what I get to say on that thing. With uh, Grimes and DiBiase, so I – 
I thought this was a pretty lackluster way to start the show. Um, I, I knew we were going to get the million dollar coronation. I mean, you know, they, they kind of talked about that um, uh, at, at the end of takeover or at, at some point during takeover after the, after the million dollar championship match. Um, you know, they mentioned they were going to be celebrating on, on, uh, on take, uh, uh, NXT tonight. So, you know, knew it was coming, knew it was going to happen. Didn't really expect it to kick off the show and then I expected just a little bit more out of it than what we got. It was just really like, it was really just a way for them to, to get both of them and the, both DiBiase and, and Grimes in the ring shout to the moon and make fake dollar bills rain from the ceiling, which is fine. Um, you know, I, I don't think the segment was, was bad. It was okay. It just wasn't a, wasn't a, a really spectacular way to open, open the show. I wish they had something a little bit more, Something you could sink your teeth into a little bit more and and, get, and kind of hook you um, and keep you kind of, you know, watching. Um, you know, I mean, it was a short segment and then they got into the first match was fine. But, uh, you know, I just kind of wish it was I, I wish I wish that kind of took place maybe right before the second hour or even at the second hour, um, you know, rather than kicking the show off. Um, that was really my, my biggest complaint about that. However, I did really enjoy the backstage or the parking lot stuff with DiBiase and, uh, and Grimes, um, when Grimes you know, said he didn't want the million dollar championship anymore and, 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 Cam- and, uh, DiBiase took it back as soon as he put it out of view and started fumbling around, I'm like, he's going to give him a replica title. Like I, it just, it went through my head and of course he hands him the title and you can hear it just kind of clinking around and it doesn't sound anything. It sounds super cheap. And you didn't remember hearing that all, all those clinking noises uh, from, from the actual million dollar championship. And I'm like, Oh my God, he actually did it. And then of course he flips it over and he's like, WWE re- champ- uh, authentic replica or whatever he said. Um, and I, man, I, I, I started laughing and my, my, uh, it was maybe the 20 minutes that my brother and my nephew swung in to print out tickets to a local theme park because my brother doesn't understand technology and the fact that you can just, you know, screenshot the ticket and then show that to the ticket person at the theme park the next day. No, he wants a physical piece of paper. So he's got to show up at my house at nine 30, but whatever. Um, I'm, what I, I'm not bitter about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, I got off on a tangent about my brother, and I forget where the hell I was. The um, that, that is clear. <laughs> um, Gargano and Knight, and Index and Bivens. Oh, you can't you can't do Bivens. Uh, yeah, yes. I can't do Bivens. There was one other thing that I wanted to say about Grimes. Um, oh, uh, but yeah, okay. So that's what that's what I was going to say. I really popped during. Uh, I popped during that particular segment um, you know, when he handed him the champion, the, the, the replica back. Um, but then when he gave him, when he said the, the, to the move, uh, uh, that damn DiBiase in exactly the way that, that Tom described it. I really, I really liked the way that Tom described it. Just that it was, it was a completely different tone of voice. It was almost like an appreciation that he just got screwed over by Ted DiBiase rather than being annoyed and pissed off. He's like, that damn DiBiase. Like he got me again. He got me good. It was, it was great. I started laughing. Both my brother and my nephew were looking at me like I had four heads. They couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, that was really just the part point that I wanted to say is this, these two people like looking at me like I was crazy. I was always laughing. Um, the index stuff. Um, I, I, I liked it. Um, I, I also, I also kind of in my notes wrote down the chicken fingers line. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I love 
Indy Hartwell's humor and her delivery. Um, she is really, really grown on me from the time that the way started to where we are now. Um, I felt like she was almost out of place in the way at first. And I, and I think that they kind of did that on purpose, but it, it like, Austin Theory seemed much more polished. Obviously, you've got Lorray and Gargano, who are very polished. Uh, and then Indy, she just kind of seemed like the odd person out. But she really came into her own throughout this whole index angle, as weird and crazy and stupid and dumb as it might be. I've still been enjoy I've still been entertained by it. Um, but she's really come into her own here, and she's really um, uh, she's really shown you know, her, her her acting. Not her acting ability, her comedic timing, I guess, is a better is really a better way to put it. The acting ability, man, but the comedic timing anyway is great. Um, so I really enjoyed that, uh, and, and I am looking forward to seeing the wedding. Uh, I I'm curious, really, just to see how Gargano and Larray screw it up because I don't actually think it's going to happen. Um, yeah, that's uh, I think that's about all I got. You can email us at pwtorchnxt at gmail.com. We got this one from JB. It's JB from Detroit. I just want to go back to TakeOver on Sunday and offer a Walter appreciation post. The guy is arguably the best wrestler in the world right now. He's been in many of my favorite matches of the last few years as a big fish in a little pond in NXT UK. Granted, he's got to work with the likes of other great guys like Dunn, Bate, and Dragonoff, but he consistently makes magic. I'm also always invested in his stories, and they are usually very basic. He's the best, he's the purest, he takes what he does very seriously, and no one can beat him. All his matches are hard-hitting, realistically, and I'm always fully invested from bell to bell. Is there any chance we will get a Walter-Joe dream match in the near future? <clears throat> Love the show, and go VIP. I don't know about the near future, but I think we will. Um, and yes, this is not a very... Uh, controversial email, so uh, we won't linger too much on it. Um, but I can ask you guys. Kevin Catani says, Salutations, gents. I hope this email finds you all well. I thought tonight's episode was quite good and extended upon the storylines generated from TakeOver. I love Joe as champ. I'm surprised that Carmelo beat Odyssey. I would have been happy either way. And I'm excited that Legato added a member to help them even the odds with Hit Row. That that said, with the reemergence of Danny Burch, will Dunn's bunch enter the Stable Wars, or will their path be kept separate from Legato and Hit Row? Also, are we looking at our war game squads, Dunn's bunch, Legato, Hit Row, or is there another group we're not thinking of? Thanks as always and go VIP. Office hours are now over. The Professor, Kevin P. Catani, Ph.D. Um, yeah, I think we've got some form of our War Games uh, crews in there, but it's too early for me to guess. Um, I don't think Dunn's Bunch will be separate from these few, uh, these other factions forever. You have multiple factions because you want to have multiple faction feuds. Uh, so I think at some point that will happen. Um, uh, anything on either email, Tom? First of all, kudos to you for nailing Danny Birch Dunn's bunch. Um, that would have oh, it made me nervous, me. man. I saw it coming <laughs> down the pipe. <laughs> Like I, I was reading it along with you, and I'm like, "That's a Katani typo right there," which it is not. It's just Danny Birch, one word in between them, and then Dunn's bunch. Oh my! 
Um, nothing further to add on the war game situation. Uh, you, you hit that just fine and agreeably here we are three months out from when it'll probably be. And, uh, the, yes, I mean, JB nailed it regarding Walter. Um, yes, not a controversial opinion, but absolutely one worth highlighting, especially, with the types of things in what gets called wrestling today that people claim to like and oh boy, um, thank goodness for people like Walter in a world like this. And yes, I absolutely think there's a chance of Walter versus Joe on the horizon. Nate. You know, I'm just going to sum it up by saying uh, ditto. Uh, I really don't have a whole heck of a lot more to add from what we've already talked about tonight and, and what you guys just said. So um, I'll just say ditto. And now let's go home, boys. My name is Kelly Wells. You can find me all over social media at Spooky Milk or SpookyMilk.Games on Instagram. Um, Tom, who are you? At Tom Stoup on Twitter, go VIP to listen to NXT eight years back. Uh, oh, and this week they actually last week I almost forgot what they had advertised for the episode we were about to cover. But this week they actually did not advertise anything. So be surprised along with us. Go VIP and find out what we thought of the show that aired eight years back to the day. Nate. At Nate Lindbergh on Twitter, I do the NXT Hits and Misses, which is up on PWTorch.com already for you guys to check out. So feel free to do so if you'd like. And uh, if not, that's cool, too. I won't hate you much. Okay. Well, with that um, half threat, we are out of here, folks. All right. Cheers. And we'll see you in seven. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at PWTorchDailyCast.com. Just click on the live stream link. He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at PWTorchDailyCast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PWTorch DailyCast lineup. Just search PWTorch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, PWTorchDailyCast.com.
All right, forget about last summer. It's all about this summer. We've all been inside long enough, so grab some beach towels, stock the cooler, and make your escape. It's time to celebrate the best season of the year like never before. With so many great stories and programs, Audible is the perfect summer partner. And now is the absolute best time to do it because Prime members can save 53% off your first four months. With Audible, you can listen to more of whatever you're into because Audible has it all. An unbeatable selection of audiobooks, tons of binge-worthy podcasts, and exclusive originals. All available to download or stream. Here's what you get. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month, like the latest bestseller or hottest new release. Yours to keep forever. But here's the best part. You also get full access to Audible streaming library, the Plus Catalog. Discover your next podcast obsession, check that audiobook off your bucket list, or get lost in a world of original content from celebrity creators, best-selling authors, and leading experts. The kind of stuff you can't hear anywhere else. Stream all you want, as much as you want. Audible is a perfect companion for summer because no matter where you're going or what you're doing, you'll always have just the right thing to listen to at your fingertips. Perfect for road trips, lazy beach days, long bike rides, or just barbecuing in the backyard. Right now, for a limited time, Amazon Prime members can save 53% on four months of Audible. That's only $6.95 a month. If you're not an Amazon Prime member, what are you waiting for? Go to Amazon and sign up so you can get this deal and so much more. Get more out of summer with Audible. To take advantage of this incredible limited time offer, go to audible.com wade. That's audible.com wade. 